Some of this episode was recorded in the pod at White City Place. Also, stick around until after the credits at the end for news of a new live show. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is sponsored by Steel Hoof Deluxe, the new hoof strengthening supplement from Mitchell's. If it's not Mitchell's, get back in the truck. Across the world, Steel Hoof Deluxe is the number one choice for enhancing the hooves of meters and milkers, and also security guard cattle. With a Steel Hoof hoof, they'll kick a burglar's face clean off. For 10% off your next order, turn your face to the sky and sing. Hello! And welcome to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, the number one podcast for those involved or just interested in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the podcast companion to the Beef and Dairy Network website and printed magazine, brought to you by Steelhoof Deluxe. And it's true what they say in their advert. Our security cow actually intercepted an attempted burglary this week, and her hooves were so strong that she kicked the intruder's face all the way off. Now his head looks like a featureless meatball, but with hair. Later, we have information about a sweeping product recall. But first, this month saw the opening of a new musical on London's glitzy West End. Grease the Musical is written by Philip Rosington, the CEO of gigantic yoghurt conglomerate Rosingtons. The musical tells the story of two warring Greek yoghurt-making families set against the backdrop of the recent Greek financial crisis. With its all-star cast and music written by a leading yoghurt executive, the production has been greeted with huge surprise by both the theatre and dairy industries. Most surprising of all, the lead role, Constantina, is played by Wendy Axminster, the former child star best known as the Rosington's Gooseberry Girl, after she played that role in a series of adverts for the yoghurt giants throughout the early 1990s. When we spoke to her here on the podcast last year, she was mounting a campaign against Rosington's, citing That's poor right, treatment by yes. the company um, when she was a child. I have decided to give up all yoghurt, complete yoghurt ban, right. for a full week. Her much-publicised yoghurt fast brought the campaign to the attention of the world's media, and soon the issue was in court. After a long trial, Rosington's settled out of court, and instead of a monetary payout, gave Wendy the opportunity to star in their upcoming musical. I started by asking Wendy to describe the show. Well, it's called Grease, brackets the musical, which I see in hindsight has confused some people. And I, I, don't, I honestly don't know if that's deliberate on, on the part of Philip Rosington, who did the book, lyrics, choreography and costumes for the show. That's the CEO of Rosington's. That's right, Lord Rosington's son. Some people uh, have come expecting... Grease, the other musical about teenagers in America, in a high school in America. Some of the brighter audience members catch on pretty soon that it's not that. Some others, it takes a long time. They'll they'll sit for the first hour and slowly drift away when they realise it's not uh, Grease, the high school musical. And it, what um, it's about is is contemporary Greek society, really. That's right. It's really about two warring families who have make, made yoghurt for years in Greece. John Travolta plays my father, the yoghurt magnate, Phidias. And of course, <clears> that's just more confusing for the people who came expecting to see Grease the musical. Yeah, and even he hadn't actually made that connection himself. I said it to him two nights ago, and he said, yeah, I'd never, I'd never, because they're spelt differently, I never thought that they made the same sound. So, yes, it's set in a, a village in 
in Greece and it's about these two warring families that make Greek yogurt and have been for years, but it's just referred to as yogurt in Greece. And it's really about how that, that brought about the, the financial crisis of a sort of trade deficit. They couldn't, they, it's their biggest export is Greek yogurt and they couldn't make enough. They just couldn't make enough yogurt to keep up with demands. What you see quite clearly in, in the musical is, and I, I thought it did a very good job of this, is it shows that in a way they both couldn't make enough but also they were making far too much at the same time. Yes, exactly. How are you enjoying the show? You've been going for oh, how long now? Are you in your second week? Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, we opened two weeks ago. It's been an absolute joy from start to finish. It's a wonderful experience. Great to be treading the boards again. Yeah, it's a, it's a really epic, um, exciting show, an amazing cast. Julie Andrews, which is, which is such an honour. She can't um, sing because she has nodules. So her... Her microphone is rubber, is fake. So when when for, I went to the show last night, when I saw Judy Andrews open her mouth yeah. and she was singing that the big chorus, what what was that sound then? I think that's a tape. Right. Um, yeah, no, her microphone's not, it's like loo rolls and things stuck together. Yeah. She can't have a real mic. She's got her nodules. It's a good cast though. You've got Judy Andrews. Yes. Jack Black. Yes, he's only turned up once. He doesn't like to do the show, but he's great fun. I think he just doesn't enjoy it, but he doesn't want to drop out. So, you know, he's there. He's His name's still on the poster, but um, Danny DeVito is his understudy. So he he does the show as Jack Black. Because I, did, I didn't realise last night it that, wasn't it, that it wasn't Black. Jack yeah. Black. Yes. But it's now quite, thinking about it, yeah, yeah it was quite obviously Danny DeVito. voice, yeah. Yeah. So that's been, um, that's quite a bold move. But, um, um, it's strange in a way, though. You, you might argue that Danny DeVito is actually more famous than, than Jack Black. Not amongst millennials, apparently. Right. So that's the reason for that. That's just the beginning of the, of the cast. You've also got Oprah's sister. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah her acting's all absolute shit. She can't, but she's a great support, you know, great cast member. Um, and then, of course, the the big draw, I think, for most people, Les Cheese. Yeah, Les Cheese. I mean, what an honour! It's really strange to meet your heroes from your from your childhood. Um, Sad, uh, there's a sadness, though, isn't there? Yes, because he's not performing alongside Sid Onion. No, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. Sid, who's uh, what happened to Sid? Is he? He's uh, in prison in Turkey. In, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Les is great fun. He he plays this sort of bumbling manservant. He comes on at the beginning with his bum hanging out and he's painted it red as a sort of tribute to traditional Greek theatre. And it's hilarious, you know, to see this big red ass coming out on stage every night. It's really funny. And the, the joke is that he keeps stealing the bits of yoghurt. But sadly, what we didn't really notice what was happening is that he was he was he's very method and he was eating a lot of yogurt during rehearsal and then of course in the breaks cuz Rosentons would lay on a yogurt buffet for us most evenings and at lunch and he's he's dry he hasn't drunk in years so he was drinking knocking back yogurt drinks um so that all adds up uh and then on opening night he had um a double heart attack two simultaneous heart attacks at once. So he, he well, started having one heart attack and then immediately had another heart attack at the same time? The left side of his heart had a heart attack and then the right one joined in, which I didn't know was medically possible. But And that's just, that's just because of the sheer volume of yoghurt that he'd been eating? Yes, exactly. 
I think the problem with Les is that like every time he had more yogurt, it would get such a big laugh. He couldn't stop. So he was like in a sort of Faustian pact mm. with yogurt. With the audience, yeah, with the yogurt. He's so good at eating yogurt. No one does it like him. He's the master. He's so funny because he did that famous sketch in the 80s with him and Pele sat on the wall eating yogurt that's on every Christmas. I mean, it's part of our cultural history. So The audience want to see it, don't they? Yeah, exactly. They're there to see the yogurt eating routine and he's, he can't not do it. Danny DeVito is also playing his part in now in the run. So he's having to, yeah, learn all the yogurt eating skills. Will those be okay? Um, I think he'll be fine. I think they're still pumping it out of him. I think it will take a long time. I think they're trying to put the blood back in and get rid of the yoghurt. More from that interview after this product recall. If in the last six months you've bought any of the following products from Mitchell's, they should be returned for your safety and the safety of your staff and beasts. Catalogue item number 47884, Deluxe Horn Sheath. Catalogue item number 49409, Hand Stitch Premium Insemination Mitt. Catalogue item number 49799, The Pretty Girl Posing Sash. Catalogue item number 49821, Prestige Reigns Chrome Finish Milking Restraint Hoop. Catalogue item number 52001, The Hellfire RX Anti-Stampede Rifle. And catalogue item number 47884, Bovine Plug. All of these products contain a compound J573 that subsequent to their production has been shown to cause the following symptoms in some cattle. Dry eyes, nasal discharge, ambulatory problems, a higher consciousness, an awareness of the concept of justice, a sense that change is needed on a societal level, and enemy feelings. If you've bought any of these items, please send them back to Mitchell's. The postal address is Mitchell's Farm Supplies, The Old Pellet Mill, The Old Pellet Mill Road, Pellet Town, Pellet County, Kentucky, USA. And remember, if it's not Mitchell's, get back in the truck. But not the 2017 Roadmaster 400, catalogue item number 56223. If you have one of those, that must also be returned. Now back to our big interview with Wendy Axminster. I came to see the show last night, and um, I know it's probably rude to tell a guest that, that you haven't enjoyed their work, but I have to say... It was a total shit show. Well, what I would say to that is you try, you try doing it. It's really, it's not easy. Do the audience, do the public really want or need a musical about the Greek financial crash? I mean, really, to me, it's a, it's a love story. And the yoghurt is sort of provides a kind of giant, big sticky backdrop to the whole thing. Now, I don't want to give away the plot. And to be honest, I don't think I could because I, I found the, the whole thing very hard to follow. As best as I could make out, it starts in, in the mountain village in Greece, which you've mentioned. That's right, yes. And then the news of the financial crisis arrives. And then the yogurt processing centre where your character, Constantina, works. That's right, yes. Um, yeah, she arrives on a donkey in Act 2. Yogurt processing centre where we turn milk into a more solid milk. Yogurt processing centre. Where what we make is yogurt and friendship. Yogurt processing centre. So when she arrives, she wants to get a job at the yogurt processing plant like yes. all the other people in the area. But it is under threat of closure because of the financial crisis. At which point your character starts smuggling yogurt 
to the Nazis. Yes, that is actually um, a dream sequence. When I danced with the giant milk cartons who were wearing the Nazi armbands, that signals, and the xylophone signals it's, it's happening in her head. So I think that's why people were confused about the Nazis. So she hadn't gone back in time to smuggle yogurt She'd through gone time? back in time in her sleep. But, okay, okay. I found that bit quite hard to process. And then soon after that, as you say, there's the xylophone. It's about half through the first half. There's a 15-minute xylophone solo. Yeah, I mean, that, that really is to highlight how long it takes to make yogurt. That 15-minute pr- is very slow, boring, um, when it's homogenizing for 15 minutes exactly, it's a really key part of making Greek yogurt. So that's why that happens. The only reason I knew it was 15 minutes long is because I looked at my watch. If I didn't yeah. have a, a timepiece to yeah. look at, I would have said that, you know, if I'd had to guess, I would have said it lasted two or three hours. Really, that's meant to be, um, yes, sort of out of respect for yogurt makers and how long it takes for them to, to cultivate yogurt out of milk. I was starting to make up my mind about the show at that point. Right. Oh, that's interesting. And then there's this whole section about a young boy mm. who doesn't want to work at the yogurt processing center. Yeah. And instead wants to be a ballet dancer. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm sure the listeners at home will be thinking the same thing that I thought. Right. That that's almost identical to the, the plot of Billy Elliot. What's that? That's a very famous British musical about a, a boy who... I've never heard of it. Right. I've never heard of it. Um, no one's ever made that comparison, certainly. To be honest, that for me was just the beginning of what I would say is quite a lot of plagiarism. Let's call it call a spade a spade. After the Billy Elliott storyline, I was thinking, okay, maybe that's just a coincidence. And then a lion arrives. He talks about how he wants to become the king, the Lion King of Greece. That's right, yeah. There's the whole musical bit where he starts singing the song, I just can't wait to be king. I mean, now, I that think... was lifted wholesale from Elton that, John's original think... music for The Lion King. But what Philip has done quite cleverly his he's changed every fourth note which is legally fine apparently and then oh god then there was the long section on roller skates yes that's right and uh it's a great yeah it's a great way to get fit and that's a great a really fun section for me the the image of uh, danny deviso obviously struggling on those roller skates it was well he's not here to defend himself but yes it wasn't dignified, though, was it? No. And it was very clear that those, those roller skates were too big for him. I assume that he's wearing the ones Les. that were fitted to Les Cheese, who's got famously huge feet. Yeah, and webbed. Um, yeah, I've noticed Danny stuffing them with toilet roll, the gap in the boot, and it's slightly widened at the front where Les, Les Cheese's feet have webbed. Yes, I, I'm sure the costumer aware of that. I mean, we're only a couple of weeks into the run. It's not perfect. Uh, it's just a wonderful celebration of, of Greek yoghurt. It's sort of Shakespearean in its themes. That it's really it's a really universal story that I think everyone could relate to. Which Shakespeare play would you say is the closest fit to Greece the Musical? Um, are, there, are there any about yoghurt? Maybe a, um, The Winter's Tale? Just to go back to the plot, there's the big roller skating bit. I mean, I was I was drifting off, to be honest. And then at the end, there's this frankly harrowing scene where the lion is graphically castrated yeah. by a man who I think is meant to represent the European Union. That's, that's spot on, yeah. 
dignity When you took away my bollocks You took away my dignity Do you think that's what people want when they go out on a, a Friday night, they, they pay their money to see a musical and then they end up watching this graphic depiction of a lion's bollocks being torn off? I think by that point, everyone's had a few drinks, they've relaxed, they join in with the singing. The, the songs are so catchy because you've maybe heard them before, maybe, which I think is a great idea for a musical to go in knowing some of the songs, um, especially if you like The Lion King and, and other musicals. I think my favourite bit at the moment is when Chitty the car comes in full of yoghurt. We haven't got it to fly yet, but it's got wings and it, it starts telling quite um, quite blue, quite risque jokes, which I think was, was Les's idea. It's some of his material from the early 90s. The stuff, I guess, couldn't go on TV even then. It's amazing, actually, that section, because it makes you realise that there are loads of nationalities about which you haven't heard racist jokes before. That's right. I mean, Les is, um, he's travelled a lot. And um, I think everywhere he goes, he finds a way to bully the country he's visiting. He finds a way to um, spot the differences and then write some brilliant jokes about it. Yeah. There was a number of walkouts last night at that at that point. It was, yeah. the, it was, it was the bit specifically when he, the crux of the joke, I can't remember the joke itself, but the crux of the joke was the idea that, that um, Finnish women never stop shitting. It's interesting. I actually didn't, I miss. I didn't think it was a joke. I just thought it was Les. I thought it was just um, an anecdote um, told by a car. Yes, yes. And then the end. Now the end, obviously, in most musicals, is the kind of spectacular. You'd get all the cast on stage, big yes. chorus, big dance number, that kind of thing. Now this production doesn't go down that road, and it was quite right. a curious end <clears throat> where the CEO of Rosington's, Philip Rosington, came mm-hmm. out. And then just talked us through the the new range of Rosenson's yogurts. I think it's quite a powerful piece of theatre because um, it does make sense in the story. Because at that point, he's he's up on the mountain, and all and all the villagers and the manufacturers are all looking up at him, and they do need to know what the new range is at that point in the story to go away. So I think it does actually make sense dramatically. Yeah, I think I would I would call it uh, an anticlimax. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I think a lot of people are very interested to know what the new range is. I think it's a really great ending that brings it back to to yogurt and the whole the whole reason we're all there. More after this. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is in part sponsored by ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Maybe you need new staff at your dairy beef farm or slaughter suite well right now beef and dairy listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ziprecruiter.com slash beef that's ziprecruiter.com slash beef one more time to try it for free go to ziprecruiter.com slash beef slash beef slash beef in a world where meat was banned only one man could stand up to the state Somebody help me! They've taken my family meat! That was an heirloom, you monsters! Did somebody order beef? No! This isn't a restaurant! No, that's my catchphrase. That's what I always say. Okay. Who are you? 
I'm slash beef. Slash beef. Did somebody order beef? Again, no. Slash beef. ZipRecruiter.com slash beef. Why is so much of the show in Greek? I think that was that was Philip's idea, Philip Rosington. I think he liked the idea of it sort of being a test for the audience. I think a bit like The Wire, sort of similar. You know, you have to really sort of concentrate and listen to know what's going on. I watched The Wire, and occasionally there were bits where I had to just rewind it and I didn't understand some of the, the street slang and yeah. some of the, the thicker accents. Yeah. I never had to learn a, a different language, though. Oh, okay. I'd say only about 80% of it's in Greek. I think it's a fun language to listen to. But you'd be surprised how much Greek you actually do know. I was actually very surprised at the amount of Greek I knew because it was a lot less than I thought it might be when I went in. Xylophone, it's a Greek word. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about um, the, the reaction the show has received. Why do you think it hasn't been putting in the audiences that, that no doubt Rosenton's expected? I just think people aren't going out as much. But also I think that because Rosenton's added so many seats on, it's such a huge venue, it's quite hard to fill. Yeah, how many seats are there in that venue? I think it's something like 17,000. I was there last night and obviously I walked in and it was this huge arena. But there were only, and I, I was able to count them from where I was sat, six people in the audience. That's right, yeah. Um, I think last night there were more people on stage than were uh, in the audience. But I think that's quite makes for quite an exciting live event. The show's had um, a rough time in the press. Um, I've got some quotes here that I've just collated from the from the national press. Oh, right. I don't know I if you're reading... Read, I haven't read them, so... OK, well, it'd be interesting to see how you respond to this stuff. In The Telegraph, it says here, um, a better title for it would be Intellectual Property Theft, the musical. After nearly two hours of barely disguised plagiarism... I could barely believe my ears when the cast broke out into the song Do You Hear the Greeple Sing? Yeah, again, I mean, I think that enough notes were changed. It's sort of an homage. The Express, Daily Express, like a patchwork quilt of plagiarised plots from other more successful musicals laid on top of a bed that somebody has wet with hot piss. Well, I like quilts, so I think that's a compliment. Wendy, thanks for coming in. It's uh, it's been an, an interesting experience to I'm hear. Really f- sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I can't do this. It's 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 awful. I'm so sorry. What do you mean? I'm really sorry. It's okay. What, what what's awful? It's been hell. Really? Yeah. From day dot. Yeah. I'm so I'm so sorry. I just can't. I can't keep it in anymore. It's not working. Like you say, it's it's an absolute shit show. <sighs> yeah, it's been very difficult, and it's not selling. I mean, I you know I've only got myself to blame. I knew, I knew it was, I knew it was awful. Before you even got involved, do you mean? Yes. Um, when I first read it, uh, I thought this is absolute shit, and um, Philip was very persuasive. So why why did you go along with it then? For Philip. What is your connection with Philip? That's a good question. I thought I knew, but I don't know if you... Even when you spend five months next to someone, 
sharing yogurt pots. Maybe you don't really know them at all. It feels like we're kind of tiptoeing around something here. What is the nature of your relationship with Philip Rosenton? I, um, I, I love Philip from the start. It's as simple as that. He knows it. I know it. He's listening to this now. I know he is. He'll be listening to it in the car on the way back to his girlfriend in Sussex. Philip, I know you're listening in your stupid sports car. You, you said you'd name a yogurt after me, Philip. You said we'd go to the factory together. You said you'd, you'd show me around the factory at night. Empty promises. Like your empty yoghurt pots in your stupid car. His car's full of yoghurt pots? Yeah. He stress eats. You said that you think Philip's probably listening. Have you, have, do you have a message for Philip, just to finish off? Yeah, actually. Actually, I do. Um, Philip... I'm out. I'm done. I'm sorry. I've eaten so much yogurt that my I, I hurt all down the left side. I just want my life back. I want my normal life back. I've had enough. No one's watching it. This is a complete charade. You know, it's not working. The, the show is an absolute car crash. Quite literally last night when Chitty ran over Danny DeVito's foot. I've had enough, Philip. I can't do this. I'm sorry. If you, you won't you won't text me back, so I've got no choice but to do it like this. I've had enough. I quit. I quit, Philip. I quit. A big thanks to Wendy Axminster for that interview. And although she did quit there, we've since followed up and found out that she is contractually bound to the production for the next 15 years. Enjoy yourself, Wendy. Also, the music you heard during that interview was taken from the new album, Philip Rosington Sings Grease the Musical, available from Monday. So that's all we've got time for this month. But if you're after more beef and dairy news, get over to our website now where you can read all the usual stuff, as well as our off-topic section, where this month we ask Kim Jong-un to talk us through his favourite episodes of Mork and Mindy. So, until next time, beef out. Thanks to Katie Wicks and Dave Cribb. Hello, a couple of little things before I go. Firstly, this month I found out how many of you are now supporting the show after the Max Fun Drive, and I was so pleased and surprised by how many of you there are. So I'm so grateful if you're one of those people. Thank you very much. And if you're not one of those people, thank you anyway just for listening. And secondly, what are you doing on the 16th of September which is a Saturday, between 2pm and roughly 3pm. Nothing? Right, well, why don't you come to Beef and Dairy Live? We're doing another live show at the London Podcast Festival. I'm super excited about this one. We did it last year. It was really good fun. In fact, you can hear a recording of of last year's. I put it out um, a few months ago on this podcast feed. And if you want to come, uh, tickets are £12.50 from the King's Place website. King's Place is where it's all happening. And also, if you buy tickets for three or more events at the London Podcast Festival, you get a discount. And there are loads of other great, great shows on. So do look at the rest of the programme. Just to let you know, we sold out last year. So if you want to come, get a ticket uh, swiftly um, because we did sell out. And I'm not telling you that just to show off. I'm, I'm doing it for your benefit. And also showing off a bit. I haven't yet confirmed who the guests will be, but they will be good. 
and we'll all have a good time. So I hope to see you there. All right, thanks for listening. Bye. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And together we present Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. We explain the historical significance of everyday etiquette topics, then answer your questions relating to modern life. So join us weekly on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. No RSVP required. Check out Schmanners. Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it? Are stacks of unread books taking over your apartment? Do you constantly miss your train stop because you're caught up in reading? I'm Bria Grant. And I'm Mallory O'Mara. We party hard. And by party hard, we mean read books. So join us every Thursday on Reading Glasses, a maximum fun podcast about reading and book culture. Get more out of your reading life. We'll help you conquer your to-be-read pile. Get out of that book slump. And squeeze more reading time into your busy day. Learn Learn how how to read read better. better. Wow, that was good. (laughs) MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.